0: Didn you 't know me everybody say that they know me they only see me on the cover of a vogue and they clone me we cannot be friends because i like being lonely i'm a boss tell them not today
1: okay so i have cash here is that how you pronounce your name or is it kosh yes I, I should ask that cash okay because that's how i was saying it but i also grew up in tennessee so my accent is uh not always okay. the best of pronouncing. <laughs> people's names. I've been known to butcher names off and on, but so Cash, I love the name Cash, actually. Super love that name. We kind of talked just for a couple of minutes before we went on air, but I was so inspired reading your post uh, that I reached out to you and I just had to interview you because I think that real and raw is so hard to find, especially Mm -hmm. in the professional world. I think a lot of business owners think, um, that if they show their scars, that if they show, you know, their mistakes that for some reason, you know, people won't trust them or want to do business with them, which I think is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. So I, I really was inspired by that. I I would love if you kind of, kind of gave us a glimpse of that post just for our listeners, just to kind of go over your
0: story. Okay. Sure. Um, it okay so i'm just gonna dive a little deep as far as being um being a young girl um teenage mom i have my i got pregnant with my daughter at 15 had her at 16 and um i would say that started the um that started the point in my life where i became angry okay um A little bit before that, my stepfather had passed away in a drunk driver accident where somebody hit him. It was out of the blue. And I was already angry from that. And um, when that happened, you know, I had my daughter. He was there for just a little while um, to see her and, you know, see her born and stuff. And then I had her, it's kind of like, I was the person that my mom, I was the only girl. Okay. I have three brothers on my mom's side. And, um, I was always in like pageants and, um, modeling competitions and singing. And I just always was doing something, um, it inter- you know, to entertain and once I had my daughter, you know, it, it was adult adulthood, you know, oh, yeah. get a job, um, you know, first graduate, which I did not graduate with my class i had to go off to military school and i graduated a year before my class but i didn't get the prom experience um when i dated i had to date for family reasons because i had a child so Mm -hmm. i had a lot of anger built up and um now that i'm older i just have a a better outlook on attitude and positivity and motivation that kind of stuff but being that single single mom um, I had a lot of bad relationships. Um, women, I'm, I'm not gonna say a lot. One bad relationship, um, and I just didn't know who I was. So during that relationship and trying to escape that relationship, you know, on both sides, um, I got into you know a little bit of trouble with the abuse in the relationship. And I'm not gonna blame it all on the on the um, the ex. I'll say it was me. I'm I'm I am mature enough today to say a lot of that was me. It's because I was angry. And I happened to get in a lot of trouble, you know, fighting him and, you know, being angry and just lashing out and stuff, which caused me to end up being on probation. Okay. When I was on probation, um, just still out in the world, um, thinking nobody could touch me. I had that mentality that Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just going to get probation. You know, if he makes me mad or he controlled the way I thought or how, how I felt, you know, I my mom's just going to put the land up or the house up and I'll be out of jail. I'll be out of jail. That was my mindset back then. Yeah. Until that time where she was no longer able to save me. And I had just had my baby. Um, he was about five weeks old. And I remember standing in the courthouse, lactating because I just had him and I was breastfeeding him. yeah. And I'm thinking that the judge is, you know, he's going to, you know, say, oh gosh, she's a new mom. I, you know, my public defender, he's speaking. She just had a baby, you know, but I wasn't mature enough to check in with my probation officer like I was supposed to. And that I remember the judge saying for every day you ran, you will do every day. So I remember them giving me the time frame, and I just cried. So when I was escorted out of the courtroom, you know, and I went behind to, you know, get ready to basically complete my sentence, I had already been in the county for like four months. So that was dead time. It didn't count when you go to the um, PDC, you have to start over day one. Okay. So the while, all the time that I'm locked up, mind you, I am still immature. I'm still angry. I'm still mad. I'm still bitter. And I ended up getting more time added on because of my attitude because nobody could talk to me any kind of way. And I was going to take it, you know, I happened to get locked up close enough to home where my my mom could bring my three kids to visit me. And I remember having a cellmate that found out that I was some kin to the sergeant at the women's PDC. And she threatened to get me moved to Atlanta, to the Metro to, and I wouldn't be able to see my kids because my mom didn't have transportation. And she was sick. So mm-hmm. I remember spazzing out, throwing things at this girl, yelling and screaming, and, and, and just being angry because I thought at that moment that she could control what went on in my life. So after that, I was on lockdown. I lost a lot of privileges. I lost a lot of visitation. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss seeing my, although I had two other kids, I miss seeing my baby, the yeah. baby that, that isn't going to know me when I get home. And I cried and I cried and I was just like, my baby's not, I'm not used to my children not knowing me. My baby isn't going to know me. And um, I'm not even going to say when I did those 16 to 18 months that I changed because I didn't, I didn't change. I didn't change to a point where my attitude was better or, you know, it was more of, I woke up and I saw that the only person that had my back was my mom and my kids. So I did my time. I got home. When I got home, I ended up finding love and I got married in a matter of three months. Remind you, I'm still angry. I'm still mad. You know, I was happy for that moment. Oh yeah. 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 Happy for that moment, but I'm still mad, still angry, still bitter. Don't know who I am, you know, and I'm just a married woman now and I had already been with the previous, my ex, for 10 years and I got married like so fast. So it was fine. You know, marriage was fine. I was able to, um, eventually grow and start working a job. So remind you, I'm a convicted felon. So being that convicted felon, I had to plead first offender. And when I ran and messed up the first offender, that's how I became a convicted felon and nobody would hire me. I put down the truth on my application. Nobody would hire me. And I was like, wow, I'm I'm being honest now. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling, you know, everything on this application, nobody would hire me. So we moved to Texas. My dad has an oil field, you know, he's been in the oil field, he had an oil field company. And eventually I started working for him. Once the oil field crashed, um, I went to start working for this temp agency where I gained a lot of skills. I gained a lot of of people skills, um, learning how to interview people, learning how to be professional. And I didn't come from that type of backgrounds per se. Um, I always dress nice and I always went after what I wanted, but I didn't, I didn't know how to speak or I thought I supposed to, you know, like you said in the beginning was you think you got to be professional and you think yeah. you got to dress this kind of way and whatever. So I'm dealing with people every day. I'm going out to companies and p- pitching these people's company. And all I got was criticism. Your ghetto. That was number one. Oh. We're going to send you to these adequate classes so that, you know, you could speak like this or we're going to do this and do that. And, you know, so you can be better, which I now today appreciate. But then I was offended. Which, so,
1: yeah, I'd say there's a I'll level. Listen. of No, I was just saying I'd say there's a level of both. I would feel offended. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel very offended <laughs> by that statement, you know, but yeah. You know, there's something to be said about being your own real self, but there is also Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with adding to your skills and adding. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's what I learned. So over the time period of me getting that job and being there for three years, um, learning, growing, um, I had, I got pregnant with my, um, my fourth child with my husband and I blossomed. Yeah. Yeah. I blossomed into this go-getter on a more serious level. I've always been in the credit repair world, meaning I helped my mom, I helped my cousins, I helped my friends, but I never charged. I never, um, I just wanted to help them because I knew it could be done. I knew things could be fixed. I knew they could live better because I was doing it for myself. And as I grew it was more of, I started watching other people in my industry. I started watching people outside of my industry because you can learn a, a lot when you watch other people outside of the industry as well. Absolutely. So as I'm growing, I realized, guess what? I was still bitter. I was still hurt. I was still broken. I was still sad. I was still mad. Everything up until, until a year ago, Yeah. a year ago i i I didn't forgive myself for leaving my kids, acting you know crazy with my ex. I did not forgive myself, and I learned that I had to sit down, find out who I was, what I wanted, what I needed, and I needed to forgive myself. so I started to meditate, I started to dig deep inside of me and 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 pull out which is you love the name cash. My, my, my name is actually Kashif. Mm -hmm. I had to go back and forgive Kashif and, and tell her she's beautiful. Tell her she's loved. Tell her Mm -hmm. um, that it's okay. You know, that your stepfather died and didn't get to see the girl that he raised into this woman. Um, That it's okay. That I was a a, single, a young mother, that it's okay that I went through an abusive relationship and I was the main abuser, you know, like, yeah. It is okay. Forgive yourself and, 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 and level up and move on. And that's exactly what I did. And in, in, in that process, I was overweight. I yeah. was madly overweight. And I said, you know, I got to get rid of this weight too, because you know, that those, those chemical imbalances from that weight and hormones, all mm-hmm. of that, like, I studied myself. I studied my health. I studied it. And I said, I got I got to be better. So as soon as I became better, I was able to love my kids more and do more with my kids because I started seeing the pattern of mommy's in the house. Mommy's taking naps. Mommy's very tired and sleepy and sluggish.
1: Yeah.
0: I had to get rid of all of that. And once I forgave myself, started losing weight. I've always been a motivator. I've always helped people. I've always given, but guess what I was losing? I was losing myself. Absolutely. And, Yes. And I said, you know, I've helped thousands of people. It's time for me to help myself. And I didn't start doing that until 2020. I thought helping myself would be selfish. I didn't, I didn't think I didn't, I didn't get, excited about helping me I got excited when everybody else got approved when everybody else um, built their businesses when I've given somebody you know tips and strategies and stuff to build their business and they they get great wins I got satisfaction from that but I had to realize okay it's your turn now it's your turn to grow and evolve and that's what I've been doing and it has been amazing. And like I said, you know, for any listener, for anybody that feels like they can't move on, think about your past. Think about the things that hurt you. Think about the things that um, the people, even friends. I've lost so many friends. Yeah. Family members. All because I decided to evolve and become better. And, and when you become, when you evolve and you become better, you start to see through people. Absolutely. So.
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I just want to say, wow. (laughs) And um, I mean, I think so many women can feel what you've been saying, because I think all of us uh, at some level have given and given and given. Mm -hmm. I know. You know me myself. I you know I grew up in a in a poor family, mm-hmm. and um, I was a victim of sexual abuse growing up, which I hid and hid and hid. Find mm-hmm. me, I thought it you know just soiled me. I thought I was less valuable because of all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you think that you're not valuable, you make decisions like you're not valuable. Mm-hmm. I was a teenage mom. So I had my first child right before I turned 16. So I was a teen mom. Was oh right wow! I was supposed to graduate. And again, I was raised in a Southern Baptist family. You just don't do that in a Southern Baptist family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, you know. Um, it, you know, it, that became this like stigma that Maria was less than, and right. I believed it, you know, I believed it. I believed I was sinful, mm-hmm. and I made mistakes. And mm-hmm. you know, if if I hadn't been where I shouldn't have been, then I hadn't have been, I wouldn't have been sexually abused, and you know, all right. these all yourself, and right. I let that sink deep within my soul, and. It made me make decisions that I normally wouldn't have made.
0: You know, wouldn't I got, have made. In,
1: yeah, got into relationships mm-hmm. that weren't the best relationships because I thought that's all I deserved. You know, and right. I think people speak into me less than I deserve because I thought I didn't deserve better. And I think it's, you, like you said, you evolve, you mm-hmm. go through it. And for the longest time, and I'll talk to so many women that they, they're kind of on the same page that you take it and you take it and you take it because yes.
0: you think that that that's all there is. Th- that's mm-hmm. the punishment. Yeah, that's the yeah. karma. Like exactly. I said in my post, I thought it was my karma. It was this. It was that. Yep. And 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 in reality, it wasn't. It's just life. It, exactly. It, it was just a part of your growth, a part of your journey. and Absolutely. Yeah. So that's you know that's just what it is. And once we get over that part, once we get over, it's just our journey. Yeah. guess what that's when that's when things are about to take off
1: exactly and you mm-hmm. mentioned that one day you just kind of woke up and I was the same way and I realized that a lot of the a lot of the decisions I was making I had this hard shell like really I was just like a ball of emotional mess on the inside you know so yeah. broken but I put on this hard shell for years and years and years and mm-hmm. I didn't care I don't mm-hmm. care I don't care you know I, I don't just... care
0: I don't care I yep. <laughs>
1: I did, but I didn't want to care because caring hurt, right? Hurt. Oh it did. Gosh. It just yes. hurt. until yes, so, you know, one day I couldn't hold all the pieces together. I just, like, mm-hmm. there was so much weighing down on me that I just crumbled. I just crumbled the right. pieces. And at that right. point, I didn't have any other choice. I either could lay there in crumbled bits. And I'm way too stubborn for that. Mm-hmm. Or I was going to have to stand up and start to rebuild myself. And that is where I woke up. So your right. story really resonated with me just because, you know, it was the same thing. I had to dig deep. I had to start meditating. I had to mm-hmm. dig into who I was. I didn't even know who I was.
0: You know, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That was me. That yeah. was me. Uh, people would see me from back home. They'll see me, oh, marketing and posting and giving the the education and, you know, they'll see that Mm -hmm. part, but I still did not know who I was and what I wanted.
1: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Well, and I think that happens because if, if you've been defined by trauma, you know, whether it was deaths or, you know, lots of things, just trauma, you know, if you've been defined by trauma and hurt and you build this hard shell, mm-hmm. do that because you don't feel in control. And when you don't mm-hmm. feel in control, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. terrified and you're scared. And so you is... have to pick things you can control. Yeah, you can't can control being angry. Yeah. You can oh, control your yes. anger. You can control the chip on your shoulder. You can control your attitude of the fake. I don't care. You can control all of those things, but that's not the real and the raw you. The real and the raw you is down deep inside. They're
0: screaming to get out. Mm -hmm. To get out. And that's why we fight so much for being in control because guess what? Nobody can't see inside of us. Absolutely. Nobody can't see what we feel. Nobody can't hear our thoughts. You know, I mean, I literally was on, depression meds as a pregnant woman and I remember the doctor telling me he said this is the worst case I've been in this industry for 30 years you know seeing pregnant patients and your case is the worst you know I never prescribed meds for pregnant women yeah and I had to get meds because I was off I was like gone and it was like I still didn't know I was heartbroken I was disturbed like I just did not know how ugly it was until i sat down and had to figure out this is what hurt me this it's not the people it's not yeah. the people it's the situation and the circumstances and all of that stuff and then you thinking and you said to yourself i let my kids down i let my kids down until now my daughter's 19
1: yeah and
0: we had a, a deep conversation she finally told me her story yeah and i'm glad she did but at the same time you know she said mom it, it's not your fault when I got that apology and that and that mom you were young mom it's okay yeah. you, you've always been a good mom you always took care of us you, always, you just had a, a hiccup in the road when she told me that I went beast mode oh, we okay. cried I hugged her and w- from then I just said you know what I owe you even more I'm going to go out of my way and make sure that you have everything that your heart desires along with your younger brothers and sister.
1: So that's amazing. And I think sometimes we are so quick to think that nobody will forgive us or if we've mm-hmm. made mistakes or, you know, that it's so far gone, there's no point in trying or whatever lies we tell ourselves. And I think so mm-hmm. many people fall into that trap, but in reality, we're our own
0: worst critic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely.
1: <laughs> that, that self talk, that self doubt, you know, the, well, you know, even if something good happens and, and I'm what? better at this now, it's been a while now that I've been meditating and gratitude journaling and all of that, mm-hmm. but still every once in a while, those thoughts creep in. Well, you don't have the right to say this because I'm just mm-hmm. out of this, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I have to tell myself. Sh- yep. up. You know, yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Up. <laughs> yeah. We don't think we deserve yeah, but we get you know, and it's crazy, but it's like that. But you know, once we learn, like you said, meditation helps, yeah, speaking does. life into your life helps, saying yeah. positive words helps. And, and like every morning, um, today I'm gonna have a good day, today yeah. I'm gonna inspire somebody, today Absolutely. I'm gonna do this. That's how I think now. Yeah, and manifest it,
1: it girl. It, manifesting,
0: <laughs> yes. manifesting. I'm telling you, yes, if I told people my manifestation journey and how mm-hmm. I manifest things up and people into my life that are of a certain caliber in the industry. I am in other industries. Yeah. It'll creep them out. Yeah. It'll creep them out. And it took a, a long time to get here. You got to really be in tune with yourselves. Yeah, you do to get there.
1: So have you found that being real and raw, do you feel that that's helped your business?
0: Definitely. Definitely. It's <laughs> definitely yeah. i can't i just i don't see it and i said you know and i think to myself oh they're probably tired of me telling my well i got more stories than you know yeah. than this oh yeah but yeah 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 this is just the most touching you know yeah. because yeah. i know other people resonate with some of the points inside of it It, it matches. and it you know and when you get those messages and those dms and you know those emails saying oh my gosh I read your story or this you inspired me to keep going and you yeah. know I'm doing even if it's one person we're doing our job exactly
1: I think that's the point I think that and I made this mistake early on in my professional life is I you know, tried to be super professional all the time. I tried to keep my own personal journeys to myself and, you know, wear my mask of perfection and show up, Mm -hmm. you know, ready to rock. And there's nothing wrong with being, you know, positive and, you know, all those things. I, I have that layer, but I also have the layer that who I am comes from all that I've been through. Exactly. So,
0: you
1: know, not honoring that, I feel like I'm doing a disservice. A dis- and you know, yes. Yeah. And, and if those people, if there's people, and I'm sure there are, and, you know, whatever, if there's people that are like, ah, eh, that's, she's not my cup of tea because I don't want to hear about that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That that's is- fine. Yeah. The best definition of marketing, you know, yourself is that you are bringing in your people and at the same time, yes. you are
0: repelling the ones that are not for you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And that's one thing I've learned early on everybody is not your potential client. Yeah. Everybody is not your audience. Like you said, and a lot of the times we'll find that those that don't want to hear our stories, they'll get off the live. They'll get off of, you know, they'll unfollow us, whatever, but I'm going to tell my story until I'm blue in the face. And I'm the same way. And I think, I (laughs) I think, I mean, I,
1: I'm just like, I'm wanting to clap over here, but that wouldn't be good for the audio, but I want to clap (laughs) for you over here because I love that. I mean, I'm getting like goosebumps because Mm. Being that raw and that real and honing in on your story, you know, at the very beginning for me, that was super hard. The first time I ever said, "Oh yes. you know, I'm a sexual abuse survivor. I felt like it was like this, like brand, you know, this stamp mm. on me, this dirty stain mm-hmm. that I couldn't mm-hmm. remove. Mm-hmm. And it it got a little bit easier and a little bit easier. And, you know, like you mentioned the DMs and the emails and mm-hmm. you know, because obviously so many people have experienced things like that. And they just, it's,
0: it's looked at. It's so hard. hard. You know, it's I was hard. The yeah, it is. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell people what you've been through. You know, and I and I had to say, at this point, I don't care. Yep. I do not care. I'm gonna tell you guys what I've been through because I'm trying to help the people that want to be helped.
1: And they're out there. I mean, they're out that, there. That's what I I, I envision. You. Know, there could be somebody that was the same way I was. That was. You know, in an, an abusive relationship, because I thought I deserved to be talked to like mm-hmm. shit all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I deserved that because I was not worthy. You know, I right. You know, I thought I deserved to to not completely be happy. That you know, my life was good enough. So whatever. You know, I had that mentality, and there's somebody else out there that right now has the same mentality that exactly they're, they're not enough. They don't feel valuable. Mm-hmm. That they feel like this is all that it's going to be. This is good enough. This and, is
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I don't. Mm-hmm want that for anybody because I right. feel so alive now. Oh, yes. You know, and yes. being able to give that to somebody just from them, me saying, you know, gosh, I was there. I felt that, you know, I did. I felt that I was Definitely. there.
0: Definitely. And, and if we have to keep repeating ourselves over and over and over again, they may not get it the first time. They may not get it the second time, but after a while, they'll be able to recant our stories and say, if she did it, I can Absolutely. do it.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your business. We're going to kind of turn. We've talked about what kind of your why and your story, which again, goose pimples, but um, what is it that you, I know you do credit repair, which obviously right. that's super important for people. Definitely. Can, can you talk a little bit about what brought you to wanting to do that and a little bit about your business?
0: Okay, sure. So um, credit repair is one of those journeys that, like I said, I have like 14 years of experience. Um, in the credit repair industry as far as helping people, but a physical legal business for five years. Um, At the age of 19, I'm out in the world and I need to get an apartment. So my first thing is, you know, I have a job where I'm working part-time, not making a little bit of, you know, a lot of money. So let me go to this government apartment, you know, the easiest thing to get, we think. And let me just get a safe haven for me and my child. So I go to this apartment, I apply. they decline me and say, Hey, back, back then you have to wait on a letter in the mail. Yeah. Um, now it's instant. We emailed it or we print it out and show you how, why you was declined. But I waited on the letter in the mail. It told me, Oh, poor credit. Well, it didn't register me because I didn't know what credit was. Yeah. So I ended up having to get a more expensive apartment, paid a lot down to get in there. All of the stuff that bad credit, you have to do with bad credit and i'm i used, you know i yard sale i like to yard sale you know and and stuff so i get the new back then we have newspapers where you circle where you want to go and you go so i'm looking and i'm yard selling, looking in the newspaper to find items for my new apartment and i see $200 credit repair well credit repair registered in my mind because i had just gotten denied maybe 30 days prior yeah so i'm like oh credit repair is that real so I set up the appointment um, at the regional library, went and met the guy that actually helped me with my credit, paid my $200, and I did everything that he told me to do, and I remember him saying distinctively, when I mail you the letters to mail to the credit bureaus, do not open this, these letters. Just put them in another envelope and mail them to the credit bureaus, and I did that for six months, and till this day, I still wonder, well, what was in those letters But it's what I do, you know, but I did exactly what he told me to do. Never open them. Just put them in a Manila envelope, a bigger envelope, each one of them and send them off. I did that. My credit improved. I was able to get credit cards. I was able to get a better apartment moving. I moved in for a penny because my credit was so good. I moved. This is when I moved to Atlanta and, um, Things were just falling into my lap, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, oh gosh, I'm 20 years old and I have all this available credit and, you know, I'm able to go get a car and drive off the lot now and, you know, just all of that good stuff and I'm like, this is amazing, but I still didn't take the note because I w- I didn't have the entrepreneur mindset. then. So I'm helping my mom, everybody, you know, hey, let's, you know, dispute this stuff off your credit report, you know, whatever, and so that you can start getting things and doing things. Well. After I have fast forward to 15 years later, I'm laying down. I had, like I said, I got pregnant with my daughter, had to quit my job because I had a high risk pregnancy and I'm, I'm laying in the bed and it's like a light bulb went off to me in my sleep. My husband was wow. the only one working. We were struggling so bad, so bad. We was on food stamps and Medicaid and you know, he was just getting his trucking business off of the ground and it was, it was bad. It was bad.
1: That's right. And
0: I woke up, I sat straight up in the bed and I remember shaking him and I was like, Nick, um, I can help people with their credit. I can help people with... And he rose up and he looked at me, babe, no, uh, go to bed. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you know, like a this pregnancy." Not- <laughs> yes, he was like, this is not the right time. Yeah. So I started helping people in my area and I started marketing. I started with... My husband had a few things that needed to come off of his credit. So yeah. I said, you know what? Let me use his letters that I had already previously gotten in the mail for him let me go ahead and post these results so I started posting the results and you know going from there and then that's when people started calling me I would do the consultation speak to them about their credit and along the way I I learned so much and then it just evolved to now figure out what else you could do so I got online maybe like Instagram yeah, And I wasn't a fan of Instagram. You know, I just created an account and I said, you know what, let me look at other people in this industry and see what they're doing. And then, um, back then, um, I think it was, it was, oh my gosh. Anyway, it's another app that people used to get on and speak on and do videos on. And I would get on there and listen to people. And I said, oh my gosh, she's so successful. And you know, she's helping people do this, do this, do that. I can do it too. So then I started researching how to legally Create a credit repair company that's, you know, reputable and yeah. legal in my state, looking up the state laws and all of that stuff. And I created my baby. And like I said, I've been in business for five and a half years. And what we do um, at Focus Credit Solutions is we educate our clients. A lot of people think that it's all about the credit score, 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 score. Well, in some instances, it is. But the way that credit algorithm is changing the way they're changing how they score us is changing and now they're wanting to see your overall report they want to make sure that your report is you know just as good as your credit score somebody with a 650 may get approved for some something and something good that a person with a 700 can't get approved for that's crazy hmm. So we're we're changing the way we educate our, our clients as far as we are. We're aiming for a good score, but we're also aiming for a good credit report. And the goal is to always, always legally dispute inaccuracies. Our company helps clients legally remove items from their credit report, because if we believe every collection agency or every account holder um, or creditor that reports something about us, then we'll all have bad credit. Yeah. You know, so that's why I say it's very important to understand that charge-offs and collection accounts, yeah, they're bad for your credit. But what about this good credit card that you've had for five years with good history? What if it's only reporting for two years and you know you opened it for five years ago? That's taken away from your history. That's taken away from your credit score. As soon as we figure it out, we get it fixed. And guess what a credit score is going to do? It's going to jump up. So it's just all about creating, um, I'm sorry, not creating, but disputing inaccuracies. That's what it is.
1: Gotcha. Do you find that you end up with a lot of entrepreneurs as clients? Because I know obviously, well, you've started a business, so you know where I'm going with this, but when you start a business, a lot of times you leave your job. So your income Mm -hmm. goes down Mm -hmm. You all of a sudden bite off a bunch of debt.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely.
1: So all of a sudden, you know, you're, you might have maxed out credit cards or, you know, whatever. So obviously your credit gets hit and, you know, I know I've, I'm not a credit repair person, but I, I, a business consultant. And so I've had Mm -hmm. people come to me and say, you know, I need to try to get a business loan, but my. Credit cards have been maxed out. <laughs> you know, what do right. I do? I'm like, you're going to have to contact a professional on that. That's not my forte. But, you know, it's very common because, you know, it they've is. been living off the credit cards while they've been mm-hmm. building their business. And then all of a sudden, they're ready to scale and grow and need grow and business. Yeah, they need to get that business loan, but they have to personally back it
0: because it's a newer business. Because yep, it's a newer business. Yeah, definitely. Yes. We get a lot of people that are in business. And like you said, they've been living off of their, building their business off of their yeah. credit credit yep. cards and and that's why we educate them on you want to make sure that you have revolving credit just like the ones you maxed out with huge amounts where they don't check your credit and then they add those accounts to your credit report so that it can drop that utilization so that you can get approved oh wow yes and that's and i noticed a lot of them will come to me they won't need credit repair but they need advice they need that audit so that we can point them in the right direction to go and get those accounts so it can drop the utilization. So if the, you, because you know, you get denied when your utilization is high. Yeah. So if their utilization is 60%, you know, that could get them denied because it looked look like they're in a financial distress. So once we point them in the right direction to get certain accounts to add that revolving available credit, and it's, and it's, it's, it's like secured lines, they don't check your credit, it drops that utilization down significantly. And that's only if they do exactly what we tell them to do. So
1: that, I mean, that's good advice to know. Do you consult the businesses in? So if somebody right now is listening and they're like, oh my gosh, that's me. I've been living off my credit cards. My business is starting Mm -hmm. to do good now, but I'm needing to scale and grow. And I'm looking to get, you know, finance for a new office space or whatever it may be. And they're not sure where to start. Like, how would they get a hold of you?
0: Okay. So first they can start off. um, They can go to our website. It's um, www.focuscredit.com. And um, they can do click the tab that's going to allow them to email us and contact us, okay. or they can give us a direct call at one 362 8702 and press um, extension one. And it will dial straight into us um, and we'll answer the phone and we'll set up a good time and day to speak with them. And if we don't have any appointments, we can pretty much get them, you know, do the consultation over the phone right now.
1: That's awesome. I love that. So yes. if you had, if, if, if you had somebody that was right now kind of in the, the low place that you said you were, um, you know, back in, back in the day, mm-hmm. what would you say to them right now? If they're like, Oh my gosh, cash. I, you know, your story's inspiring me, but I just, I'm just so bogged down with all my mistakes and I don't know where to start. You know, you know, what, what would you say to them?
0: First, I would tell them to basically take a deep breath that, yeah. you know, take a deep breath. And tap into the pain. Go ahead and visit that pain because, you know, we we throw that stuff in the back of our head and sometimes we forget about it because it, it hurt us so bad. Exactly. Tap into that pain. Figure out who your people are around you, your circle. Find out who pours into you and who is taken away from you. Because other people, when we're vulnerable, we're hurt, we're broken, the people around us, They also, I don't care how wrong we are, they also contribute to our actions. They contribute to how successful we are. They contribute to how we speak, how we act, how we move. Evaluate people. Okay. Evaluate the darkness in your house. Because I noticed when I was depressed, the house was dark. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My gosh. Yes. (laughs) yes. Focus on the darkness of your, your home. Open up your blinds. Cut on some good music. Go back to the music that made you feel good. Yeah. When you go back to those things and if you want to do self-improvement with yourself, self-care. Go get a petty. Men or women. Go get a manny. Men or women. Put specific, a budget aside that's going to allow you to see about yourself. My daughter told me at the age of 17, mom, if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. That was my first cue. I said, wait a minute, I must be ugly or I must, she's not used to me looking this way because I'm I'm hustling I'm working I'm you know channeling to your inner beauty so that it can flow out absolutely and and then figure out what it is you want and need in your life and let me tell you it goes from the kids to the husband y'all are gonna respect me Mm -hmm. Y'all are going to respect my time. Y'all are going to respect the days that I don't want to cook, the days that I don't want to clean. Y'all are going to respect all of this because I've been taking care of you guys for so long. So go ahead and put those boundaries there. I had to put those boundaries. I had to. And guess what? I started to evolve.
1: Isn't it funny how like we've I mean I've always heard boundaries 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 but I never really understood them like I didn't mm-hmm. understand how that would play in my life and my personal life my business life everything because I didn't have them you know I mean right. I guess I did they were way down deep inside they existed. Mm-hmm. But they usually only came out when somebody stepped on my invisible boundary that they didn't know existed because mm-hmm. I didn't verbalize it, you know, right. and then I'd get pissed and I'd be like, oh, no, you don't. You know? But <laughs> right. once I started verbalizing, like, I had to sit down and think, okay, what are my boundaries and why, you know, what is not a boundary, but me just being a stubborn ass, you know, and what's, mm-hmm. what's a real boundary. I established my boundaries and I had to let everybody, everybody know, including my husband, including, like you said, mm-hmm. children. Um, mm-hmm. people that I work with. There's been more than one time that I've been working with the person and I've said, you know, I don't think this business relationship is good for either of us because uh-huh. it's yes, not a mesh. You, you know, you just don't mesh. And that doesn't mean they suck or it doesn't mean I suck. It just
0: means sometimes it's like
1: oil and water. You know, you just don't right. mix.
0: <laughs> That's right. And it's okay because you know yeah. what? All money isn't good money. No There's no. been plenty of times in my company that, when I review something, a client isn't doing exactly what they need to do. And I have to let them go. All money isn't good money because we we put you in a program or we allow you to come in a program, you know, so that you can do better and be better. And Absolutely. if we're seeing that it's not working out, then guess what? We have to let you go. Maybe somebody else can help you. And I also point people in other, other directions when they don't fit my program. I send them to other people. So, yeah, so it's just one of those situations where, you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your mental because when you've already been broken, mm-hmm. when you already have a mental issue and dealt with mental illness, everything that you cannot control is a trigger. Yep. It's a trigger.
1: So and you I know how control. it feels too. Yeah. You don't oh, want to ever yeah. go back. I that's know it's
0: coming. It's like <laughs> yeah. a sickness, you know, it's yep. like a sickness, like a, a yep. cold, you know, they say you start to sneeze before you get a cold. Yeah, yeah. I already know. If my house is too dark, if things are going on that I'm not the, the, uh, if if my feng shui is off, yeah. Oh no, let me open up these blinds. Let me cut on some music. Absolutely. um, Let me take my vitamins, you know, yep. that's yep. just where I'm at.
1: Mm-hmm. And and I think that there's a lot of women business owners that are there because, you know, I started out, you know, with my own business, just doing business consulting. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in a, with a wellness industry for about 20 years. Cause that's, that was always kind of my side oh, wow. hustle, but okay. you know, I had, um, I got into business consulting because honestly I ended up divorced cause I've, this, I'm in my second marriage, but I ended up divorced okay. and I was working as a trainer and a nutritionist. and I have four kids. I have seven mm-hmm. now, but I had four kids at a time okay. and, um, I, was like, okay, well, I'm making good money for a second income, but to raise four kids by myself, not so much. So I Mm -hmm. started looking around and I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? And I got into marketing and then ended up leaving the company I work for. I'm going out on my own, but I did mainly consulting, creative consulting, mainly but consulting, but I've kind of, it's funny how business expands and Mm -hmm. at the same time it's expanding. It gets more focused because even though I still am, I consider myself a business consultant, um, I end up doing a lot of coaching. I end up doing even a lot of wellness coaching wow. because it's funny how you get in with a business, you know, they call you for marketing help or social media help or whatever. And you start to talk to them about, you know, their, why their story, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And it goes back to, you know, their own personal stuff that, you know, great. Maybe, you know, they're carrying around and, you know, and like you said, if you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't feel good, that affects everything. So everything. it ends up segueing over to wellness. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's funny that oh, I, yeah. I kept my worlds kind of separate for so long. So I had, you know, Maria, the real person with her struggles that she kept secret. And then I had, you know, Maria, the wellness person that really loved, you know, you know, talking nutrition and, you know, stuff like that. And then I had Maria, the business professional, and I was like mm-hmm. trying to juggle all these balls in the air, which is right. another reason that I ended up crumbling into pieces because I was burning my candle at both ends oh, was another yes. story for another day. But I mean, it's now I don't keep them, you know, completely separate. Yes. I have different accounts on Facebook or whatever, but my worlds blend and mm-hmm. people know that I, you know, I keep my, my, uh, Maria is Maria across the board, no matter what. Right. Social media account it is, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that has helped so much on really getting into clients, you know, heads and figuring out what is really going on, because as you probably right. know, because especially dealing with finances, finances obviously touch everything. It, know, it affects yes. your entire life. If you can't get in a car to go to work, well, you're screwed. If you can't, you are screwed. I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That's right. So, so I'd say you end up playing part-time therapist too on a lot oh, of these yes, things. Oh,
0: yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. So and I think that's super important that, you know, if, if you were being cashed, the perfect financial advisor exactly. that doesn't have any problems, nobody's going to open up to you. Nobody's really. going to
0: open up. Mm-mm. No, because you're too perfect. Not. You don't want to open too, up yeah. to something I, perfect, the, yes. right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And that's, and that's the thing about it. Once I started telling my story, that's when I noticed, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm getting these stories from people that dig way back to, oh, we didn't, you know, my mom and dad didn't teach us financial security and this, this, this. So I'm getting the stories and I'm like, you know, but that's okay. It's okay with mom and dad. So what you do is you learn and you take mom and dad is blessed to still be here, take it back to them Mm -hmm. and you help them. That's what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. See, and I love that. And I think that's great. And I think that if more people were real, we would see the, that, that, well, we already know it. There's no such thing as perfection. And right. a lot of these people that, you know, we gaze at their Instagram all day, like, God, oh, they got it all together. No, they, they got didn't. it all they together with no, some of don't. them. I have people no. that reach up to me and say that they're like, well, you wouldn't understand because you got it all together. I'm you like, got, oh girl, no, oh girl.
0: Okay. It's a meme going around that <laughs> yeah. says, yeah, sorry if I look like I got it all together, but I don't. And yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Guess
0: what? The, we're growing and we're helping other people that are just like us yeah. or was like us. And guess what? Once you reach your goal, guess what we got? Other yep. stuff that hits us because we open up a little bit more and we yep. start to see certain things that we want to do and we need to do and we got to do. And guess what? That's another goal. And it's an even bigger goal. So you never, ever get done with reaching your goals. Ever. Absolutely. It's just leveling up. That's what I it's was telling somebody
1: the other day. Mm-hmm. You're just on the next level. You're always going to have those things mm-hmm. that you want to change right. or you're, you know, you're negative self-talk is going to try to say, you're always going to have those things. You're just always. leveling up, leveling Definitely. up. So, well, I have really enjoyed talking to you. I mean, I think it's <laughs> I been great. To to so I, when this airs, I'll make sure that your links and stuff are in the, the the details of the notes on our podcast. And if anyone okay. wants to reach out to you, you know, to kind of say, Hey, cash, my, you know, credit is in the tank and I don't know where to stop. You know, okay. they'll be able to get a hold of you. Awesome. And I yeah, I'm super excited, super excited. So, thank you so much for being on. Today. I know,
0: thank you for reaching out and I really really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the conversation. Definitely. Thanks so much. Today, chickens <laughs> cluck out my lane. I'm a boss. Out my way. I just do every little thing that I say. the fucking greatest. I'm day exclamated. LA times I stay on page 6. I'm using